I need your five dollars, <laughs> I need your five dollars right now. So that to to help fund this big push, this big campaign that I've got going to, to you know, you know, sell copies of the pandemic suite, <laughs> make the treehouse into you know something like uh, Jimmy Kimmel Live or something like that. You know, it's like that's what I need. But just five dollars will do it, Diane. Just five dollars. Where did that conversation start? Do I even want to remember? Probably no. Not. Probably not. <laughs> it's. 8.13 a.m. Saturday, September the 25th, 2021. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Show. Yeah, I kind of died out there. But Bill. You, but you carried it across the finish line. What? It's autumn. Autumn? Oh. Yes, it is autumn. It is autumn. I can feel it in the air. And even though it's supposed to be 75 degrees today, it's not going to be the same kind of 75 degrees. Well, we have the window open right now. and the We have the window open, yes. And the cool, the cool of the morning air is quite, quite nice. refreshing it's wafting. and lovely. It's wafting. It is wafting. Wafting through the premises. Candles are lit. Little fairy fleck lights are twinkling every which way. They're not twinkling. They're just kind of sitting there. Sitting there being, you know, steadfast and... Uh, honest and straightforward. <laughs> so you know why? Because they have my $5. <laughs> they have my $5, Diane. That's right. We don't even want to go into that conversation with yes. us, with our peeps. But I still need that $5. Yeah, so yeah, it's been a hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine, Diane. Let's hear all about it. <laughs> You've got some things to say. I've got important things to say, darn it. Treehouse went okay. A couple of major flub-ups, but you know, you got to expect that. It's going to happen. That's the joy of being in live performances. Is that what it is? You never know what's going to happen. That's true. If you wanted to hear it just perfectly performed, you just turn on a record. Wow. It's true. Wait, let me see if I've got $5 here. I still remember this one time when Jim Page was performing and he was doing one of his wonderful talking songs you know where he was just observing things around him yeah and all of a sudden a string broke while he was and and he without batting an eye the next couplet that he had was something like I thought nothing could go wrong, not a thing, but then in the first set I break a string or it was something to that effect and I was just thinking I am so glad I was here at this moment when he broke a string in his first set. That's true. I don't think that song's on any of his albums. No, it is not on any of his albums. You have to be there. You have to have have been there. there. Yes, yes. And at this time, the virtual is how we be there. That's true. That's true. And, you know, it's also, for those of us with compromised immune systems and stuff, it's the safest way to communicate. Yeah. So, I just uh, saw a crow fly by the window. Oh, good. Was he flying to the left or to the right? To the left. Oh. Is that a bad thing? <laughs> Politically, it's okay. but you know. No, I have no idea. I think that you're not supposed to see a crow over your left shoulder. Well, he wasn't over your left shoulder. He wasn't. He was flying from right to left. Yeah. So it's that left thing. 
And your shoulder has a, a shade in front of it, so you, he couldn't be over your shoulder. Well, there's a wall behind my shoulder. So <laughs> exactly. I couldn't look behind, over my left shoulder and see the wall. So. I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip. There's probably several crows there, but I can't see them, so it doesn't <laughs> exactly. matter. doesn't count. Yeah, ham and eggs. doesn't count. So anyway, the treehouse was, was fun. I think I, I'm settling into doing it every Tuesday now. It's a lot more casual. And, you know, you, it, it's really not that different. But it's what's going on in the, up in the committee room, up in my head, that, that uh, is different. So I like that. You know, so there's that been going on. And I uh, had good conversations with people. I've got these, you know, scheduled weekly conversations going with people. And I really like it. And it's, it's causing us, you know, these people that I love talking to anyway, kind of like the Westminster Basement or the Brox Boys, or uh, that's every other week. But it's like you get past the, you dig down past the surface crap and you, you start just talking about, as you're, as you're describing what happened this week, it's kind of like the Bill and Diane show. As you're talking about what happened this week, you kind of you get you kind of sweep that off, and then you're you're sinking down further and further into what not only what you did, but what you thought about what you did, and then what you've just been thinking, you know, away from anything that you did, and you know, it's, it's good. Well, that's why I like the Bill and Diane show because, I mean, people who uh, have not been with us since the start do not know that when. When this first started, all you did was you actually sent me an audio file saying, hey, I've got this idea, because you were doing Bill Takes a Walk I was doing every the, morning. the audio blog. The audio blog. Yes. And um, you were doing that every day, and you said, why don't we just talk? And you said, let's just talk for like 10, 15 minutes and just say something about the week and, and you know, two two people married who love each other just chatting on a Saturday morning. Right. Like we would do anyway. Like we would do anyway. All we gotta do is just turn on Mr. Microphone. Right. And at first it was a a totally different thing. We never had music and all that. That came about just because we were talking about music and... Now we're approaching our 400th episode. Oh my gosh. Well... I mean, it's not all that difficult since we talk right. every Saturday. There you go. <laughs> and we talk every day. But, you know, 400 weeks, so it's been a while. But, you know, that's, that's really the joy of it is that you anticipate that you're going to have a conversation about the week. Right, and that's true for all these calls that I'm having yeah. with different people. It's, you know, it's, that's the point is that you kind of are, you know, it's coming and, you know. You don't want to go in with nothing, so it causes you to reflect more. Well, what have I been thinking about this week? You know? So, I've just got. I feel like I've got like uh, oodles of check-ins, wherein I get to hear about what's going on with other people, and then I've got the treehouse on Tuesdays, which is a another kind of a check-in, more self-serving than the others. But you know, what are you going to do? And uh, I don't know whether it's self-serving. Well, I mean, ultimately, it is satisfying my need to perform and it's satisfying everybody else's need to 
to listen to well, a wonderful oh, experience. Yeah, that's that's not my And work. to check in with each other. Yeah, that's true. I, I feel like the I like people the, who I come like to the, the treehouse are actually, it's almost like, I'm here, you know. The, like a little, it's a, like a friend group. That's yeah, great. I think it's really cool. Yeah, and I appreciate it. And it is exceedingly therapeutic, especially in rough uh, physical times, which is the other thing that's been going on this week, and it's the the biggest topic of my life right now, pushing everything else out of the way, and I'm a little pissed off about it. Yeah. Um, because I feel like I, I'm in this kind of uh, cul-de-sac in the healthcare system where I've been having symptoms, pretty extreme symptoms for more than a month, and we still don't know what's causing it. I know. And I don't even know, you know how we're going to find out. You know. Anyway. So that's that's kind of a, like I say, it's a cul-de-sac, not only in ex- my experience, but in my thinking about it and my talking about it. So I won't say more than that. It's just frustrating right now. So, but I'm also anticipating in a few hours uh, I'm going to be at uh, Steve Norris's house, God willing, Creek Don't Wise Rise, and we make it to West Seattle. <laughs> be at Steve Norris's house in a song circle with some with some great. Musicians, songwriters. And... Another try at getting to yeah. West Seattle. But this time I've got not only a map that Steve has drawn with a felt pen on, but I called Steve and I got turn-by-turn directions, or at least as, as well as Steve could describe it. Okay, what are these streets? Because the map, I need a magnifying glass to see. Yeah, to see exactly. Anything. It's a pretty small print map, but it's got the basic outline on it. So I know I, you know, I go off this way and I turn right and then I turn right again and I turn left and then I turn right and you know, loop around the thing and go down the way. The crow just flew towards the right. Ah, okay. Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. <laughs> Once again, balance has returned to the universe. <laughs> you boy. Thanks for informing me. That's good coffee. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, it's, it's so cool because my window upstairs, the crows roost right above my window. Yeah, and I don't I know, know they do. why they do that, but all the time I've got crows flying right at my window and then kind of swooping up at the last minute. I just think that's cool. And, then, and, and we have crows that go on the down. skylight, and you hear oh, this, yeah. <coughs> and you're thinking, "What the heck?" And you look up there and you see <laughs> crows. Crows drop something on the skylight, and now he's trying to crack it open or whatever. Uh, it's true. I like that. So anyway, life is uh, is a rich cornucopia of varied. Uh, stresses and joys life is continuing apace it is life in the gulag as alan says life in the gulag is continuing apace for me this week it has been kind of a relieving week at work because we are kind of out of the the big push that september always has and Every time that I'm doing this, I'm always thinking, well, even though I I have the powerful push of this season, it will never be quite like this again after I retire. Because even if I am working 40%, it will never be like what it is to me now. Right. And this week we were validating vaccination cards. Whee! so that everybody could uh, continue to work at the U. And only human resources managers have this ability to do this, although they are 
I think that they are now having some other uh, roles that are going to be able to do it too. But so we had this this finely constructed plan and we were really worried about how it would work because yeah. we didn't know you know we had thousands of people to validate in the school of medicine and and it's gone swimmingly i mean it's actually been kind of fun for me um because we have this zoom room and people show up and it takes like i don't know 15 okay. seconds yeah i think it's under a minute under so. a minute because all you're doing is having them present your the vaccination card, flip it to the back, make sure that everything looks kosher. There's been a couple of other th- uh, ways of, because there are a couple of people who are internationally located that have their kind. Have a different kind of card? Yeah, have a different kind of card. Who so, knew that those things that we were scribbling on when we were getting our shots were going to be so important? Oh, man, that. I sure didn't. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I don't really want to just talk about work but the thing that I thought was interesting about work for me this week is that I'm feeling this feeling of clearing things out of uh of trying to to wrap some things up in my mind about because the the biggest times of my work for 32 years It'll be 33 years when I retire, but right now it's 32 some. Has just been this incredible overload in the summer and in the fall. It's your last September, Diana. It's my last September of working this way. And And next next year you will have retired. Yeah. It's just so odd to even think of that. But because... You're so uh, habitualized to working. You don't even think about, even as it's approaching, you you can't quite figure out in your mind that it is actually going to happen. Right. Because you're just habitualized to it. So I'm recalling what Bridget said about her friend Noma. Uh, She had seen her friend Noma, who retired about a year ago, or no, more like six months ago, and how how she looked. 10 years younger and you know she looked rested and the color was back and I think what happens is that as you are getting older in your in that work discipline that you've always it gets harder and harder and it takes more out of you and you have less left over and you find yourself falling asleep in front of the TV every night and you yeah. you know you wonder what's happening to your energy level and you know and suddenly when you retire you've got all that energy to spend on stuff right in front of you stuff that you've always wanted to do. And that's that's a different kind of, uh, I mean, when that well fills up, it's, you know, it's, it gets very uh, uh, enthusiastic. I think the well kind of is reluctant to give of its vitality uh, when you're in the latter days of your work working life, when you're working at a job, you know, it just kind of is starting to dry up because it just doesn't want to give it. Well, and I think the other thing that has been occurring to me recently is because I think that throughout and until I got to this point, I kept thinking I gotta teach these these colleagues of mine. They gotta know, you know, they gotta know how to do this. And and now I realize I'll never be able to to do it yeah. before I go. They don't I, even know what they're supposed to know. So there's no way that you, as one person, right. one little voice in the wilderness, can impart all that information, even to one of them. 
Well, and I, I, I basically was thinking something else will have to happen. And that's the way it always is in every job there ever was. And um, so I won't be able to be there for all the contingencies. And so something else will happen. And I don't know what that thing is. And I have to relieve myself from even thinking about that. Yeah, that's what what retirement is, is, is a shift in your moment to moment consciousness away from what you have told yourself for 32 years, this is the important stuff. Now, you get to set your own, write your own list of important things and learn how to pursue that kind of, because it, it's a shift. I mean, you've got to kind of figure it out, you know, but it does, it naturally occurs to you if you give it, if you rest and recover, it just starts occurring to you. And then you find yourself spinning on this whole different kind of wheel and it's all of your own creation, and it's it feels a lot better, and it doesn't keep you awake at night and and make you fret about this or fret about that. If you're fretting about something, it's a delightful kind of fretting, because you're anticipating something that's constructive. Unless you're fretting about your health. Unless you're fretting not, about your health, <laughs> which is not that. Which good. is something else that you get as a as a special gift in your later years, as you get to uh, not only worry about your health but worry about the healthcare system in which you have to try and navigate and you have to learn how to advocate for yourself in a way that is not really even natural to your personality. I'm not used to asserting myself into a bureaucracy the way I am. I feel like I'm forced to right now because I don't, I'm in a place where I don't even know who to call. So I'm just going to start calling everybody I know and saying, Hey, this needs to be moved forward. Well, that is one thing I am quite, adept at is inserting myself in the bureaucracy because my job is all about the bureaucracy so i also know that things are not perfect in them and you have to you have to keep nagging at everybody until you get there Yeah. yeah i mean i even know that from my own experience if somebody calls me up and says i i still haven't gotten this resolved i am much more you know leaping to the fray than if it just is sitting there. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it's very interesting. It is interesting. And it makes, for a, it makes for a life where, you know, what you want to do, Diane, is jump up and down a little bit. You want to have, you want the feeling in you that makes you want to jump up and down. Well, I've already kind of got that feeling right now. Well, yeah, that's good. I'm starting to, I was telling Bill this morning that, a lot of my interests are, it's almost like I'm poking a fire that has, that definitely is going. You know, I have lots of creative interests that I have pursued the entire time that I have been working. But they've all been on kind of a slow burn from, because this other fire that I have in my work life is blazing and I can't tend to both of them in quite the same way. It's like the, the bureaucratic blaze is being fed by, from 10,000 sources. The personal blaze is it's all up to you. So, yeah. yeah you can and only so get it you can get now it. I am I'm poking at that, those embers already. And, and adding fuel. And I'm really excited and delighted. And, right. and I think what you're going to discover after you uh, retire and are more rested, and your mind is free from all that, they're going to find all the fuel to add to that fire. It's going to, you're going to be the fuel. 
From my conversations uh, with friends, I have also been getting reading materials that I want to read. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really love about um, anticipating a vacation, which we are anticipating in October. Yes. October, our favorite month to vacation. And... uh, I've been, what I do is I get books that I want to read, and what we have been doing is just reading. I mean, when we go to, uh, when we used to go to La Push, we used to bring along some movies to watch on the computer, but one time we found that it, our sound system wasn't working. Well, we forgot to bring the charger for the speaker or something. Yeah. Like that. We couldn't get the Bluetooth speaker to connect or something. So we ended up reading, and I said, you know what? I just love just sitting around reading. And so we've been doing that for two or three years, right? That we just bring books. Yep. And my friend Kathy Siskowski had mentioned this book by Annie Dillard called For the Time Being. Hmm. And I just am really fascinated by what I've read just in, a lot of times when I'm trying to decide whether something that someone else is suggesting is for me, I'll just do a a quick uh, look at the quotes that are available online, particularly through Goodreads. It's a really great way, actually, of learning whether you will like a book, if, uh, if they have any quotes. Right. And particularly for things that may be nonfiction or just observations of life. Memoirs. And I just loved the first quote that came up, which was, There were no formerly heroic times. And there was no formerly pure generation. There is no one here but us chickens. And so it has always been a people busy and powerful, knowledgeable, ambivalent, important, fearful, and self-aware. A people who scheme, promote, deceive, and conquer, who pray for their loved ones and long to flee misery and skip death. It is a weakening and discoloring idea that rustic people knew God personally once upon a time, or even knew selflessness or courage or literature, but that it is too late for us. In fact, the absolute is available to everyone in every age. There never was a more holy age than ours, and never less. Of course, that has a definite uh, Charles Dickens (laughs) echoes. Yeah. But then uh, there's another quote that that goes on that says, There is no less holiness at this time, as you were reading this, than there was on the day the Red Sea parted, or that day in the 30th year in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, as Ezekiel was a captive by the river Chaban, when the heavens opened and he saw visions of God. There is no whit less enlightenment under the tree at the end of your street, than there was under Buddha's bow tree. In any instant, the sacred may wipe you with its finger. In any instant, the bush may flare, your feet may rise, or you may see a bunch of souls in the trees. That convinced me 
I think I would love that book during could our vacation well. time. Yes, you could very well like that book. And that is one of the things I love about friendships. It's like your your network of friends, they're constantly bringing gifts and laying them at your feet. And you're constantly bringing gifts and laying at the, them at their feet. So that you you learn things about practical matters that, for example, Bridget had told me this week about this group of uh, volunteers who help people who are trying to decide about Medicare supplements uh, to find the best choice for them. And I didn't know the existence of this group, and they are uh, quite a marvelous group, and I I've already found out about them. I have made an appointment with the person who is in our local area. And I was thinking, I would not have heard about that, I don't think, if it hadn't been for Bridget. Um, And then you, so you have people telling you about practical things. You have people telling you about uh, things that you would like to read or movies to watch. Uh, People are always, I always think of it as, you know, like this, this web that is constantly having electrical impulses going from thing to thing, you know, the, just like almost like a brain, the, the, yeah, the neural mapping, how that's happening within your friendships. And it's a glorious thing. A lot of sparks going in a lot of directions. And I think that's, uh, maybe that's the reward of later life, you know, while you're dealing with all your, medical woes and stuff like that you're sparking off of all your uh all these these other people and and making new discoveries and feeling the resonance and you know digging it kind of on you know it's like crunchy granola sweet which we are not going to play for our music today oh darn (laughs) i actually when you asked me this morning about uh music i was thinking i've been listening to great big c and the reason why is because I had this final push at work that uh, was really, I needed to keep my energy up. Right. And whenever I want energy, I try to listen to energetic music. And I was I was uh, actually trying to look for some of my favorite, like fiddle tunes and uh, Celtic music. But for some reason, the station I chose was playing all kind of the the woeful ballads instead and I thought oh ah, I haven't got time to figure this out I'm just gonna listen to Great Big C and uh, we we played Great Big C a lot because we love Great Big C one of my favorite songs one of the first songs you sent to me by them is When I'm Up which is just phenomenal song yeah if you need a if you need a little pick me up in your day you should dial that up but you got to hear the version from the great big live cd well i think we should just play it why not we played that in donkey riding well all right diane that's what we'll play
I can't get down.